0: Got dreams of being a professional podcaster, but have no idea what you're doing? This is impossible. That's about to change. A new kind of school. Welcome to the PodSchool Podcast. Hello and welcome to the show. Today I'm going to be talking about interviewing. Woof. This is something that can go real wrong real quick if you do not do it correctly. As somebody who has conducted thousands of interviews over the years, I have had some that were spectacular, some that were not so great, and I'm taking all of the little bits and bobs that I have learnt from all of those experiences and distilling them down into a few solid tips that should hopefully make sure that when you and your subject leave the interview, you're both thinking, geez, that was awesome, I'm so glad I did that, and not, ugh, I never want to see that human being again. Sometimes it's a fine line between those two options. So here are some things that you can think about that will help you to make it a positive experience. Not only for you and your guest, but also for your audience. One of the most important things is that you must be prepared overprepared, I would suggest. It is always better to be overprepared and have a whole bunch of things that you never even got to than be two and a half minutes in and think, oh God, I've already run out of questions. What am I going to say? There are a number of reasons why being prepared is really important. The first is that you have to be in control, not only for your audience, but also for your guest. Your audience, when they turn up and listen to your show, need to know that you know where this chat is going. There needs to be a beginning, middle and an end and a structure to it. I know a lot of people sort of say to me from time to time, oh, I just want to sit down feel where the vibe goes, see where we meander. But the problem is that nobody tunes into a podcast to listen to your meandering conversation. That'd be fantastic over a coffee or a few hours spent together in the pub, but is not great as a show. That is the difference between something being a show and something being Pub conversation, and you want to make sure that this is a sparkly, sort of produced, really professional show, and that means being in control and knowing where you're going. And to do that, you have to have a plan. The other reason, apart from making sure that your audience feels like they're in safe hands, is that your guest needs to feel like they're in safe hands as well. There is nothing worse than sitting down from someone in an interview and them having zero idea where it's going. If you sit across from someone and you have dedicated your your time and your resources and your knowledge to their show and they basically haven't done any research about you, they don't know that much, they're just gonna sort of see where the wind takes them. It's a very quick way to get your guest offside because they'll just feel like it's not a terribly professional experience. And it's really important that you make sure that they feel that way. If they sit down and you've clearly done your research and you're like, I've got this, I'm gonna take care of you, just let me lead you through this, they're gonna feel much more comfortable and much happier opening up and giving you the content that will make your show better. So putting in that extra effort is so important. It will also help to boost your confidence. If you are sitting in an interview with somebody and you're like, I got this, I know all about you. I know where we're going. I've got all of my little research bits. We could talk for five hours if we wanted to. Then you are going to feel so comfortable and confident leading that conversation. You're also going to be so much more able to be present in the moment. And that is so important in an interview. You have to be able to look your guest in the eye, listen to what they say, and really concentrate on that so that you can pick up any of those unexpected gems That they drop as the conversation's rolling through. There are things that are gonna happen in the moment that you could never have predicted. You don't have a crystal ball, maybe you do, and you knew everything that was coming, but for the most part, you are blind to what is gonna happen in that moment. So you wanna make sure that you are there listening intently. And the way to do that is to be prepared so that you think to yourself, hey, we can stay in this moment and chat because I've got this whole plan of where we wanna go, and I can always come back to that as my safety blanket anytime I want. So making sure that you're prepared and have heaps of questions, more than you need, so that you've always got too much content. And then you can sort of self-edit on the fly. You can work out what you don't really need to dip into or what you've already covered and cross those off as you go. But being prepared will really set you up so well in your chat with somebody. There is a bit of a asterisk to this, however. While being overprepared is great, don't translate that into how you write your questions. So some people I see go into interviews with a really long ream of like sentences written out. In the moment when you're talking to somebody, if you're genuinely going to be present with them and you're looking them in the eye and you're listening to them and then you want that conversation to flow on and not have any massive hand breaks for you to stop down for 15 minutes to read a question, then you don't want a script sitting in front of you because when you're in the moment looking down and seeing 700 words on a page is going to be pretty flipping daunting. You're not going to know where you are. It's easier to lose your place. Then your questions are going to feel red. They're not going to feel natural. When I go into an interview, I always go in with bullet points at an absolute maximum. And in those bullet points, I've either highlighted with a highlighter or bolded on my Word document, words that are trigger words, so that when I look down, all I see is one bold word or one highlighted word, and that triggers to me what the question is, and so I can ask that naturally in the moment. This is where your preparation will come in really handy. If you have prepared, then one word will be all you need to know what the question is in your head and then to conversationally say it to your guest without reading it off a script. If you need a sentence there to jog your memory, that's totally fine, but just don't go in there with thousands of words on a page because you'll never be able to work out where the heck you are and you will have your head so stuck in your script and not in the moment with your guests, which is so important if you want to get the best out of them. The other tip I would say is to cross your questions out as you go so that when you get to the next question, looking down and glancing down, you'll immediately see where you are in that list of questions. So you won't have to sort of scan the page or worry about getting lost. You'll be able to see exactly the next question that you're going to. And remember that you are recording something that will be edited later. So if you have to pause or you forget your question or you do get lost... It's totally okay in the moment to stop down, say that to your guest and just calmly start the question again or calmly move to the next question. The last thing you want to do is be trying to feel the silence all the time and sort of stepping over yourself and tripping and kind of getting lost and that will give you a nervous energy that will make your guest nervous and if you have a bit of silence finding your next question That can be cut out in the edit. Your audience will never, ever know, but your guest will be much more comfortable with somebody who feels confident enough to say, well, I've just lost my place, pardon me, because it happens to the best of us, than scrambling and madly kind of looking through the page and feeling like they're really nervous. That nervous energy is very difficult to sit across from and will make your guest uncomfortable. So if you need to pause, just pause and then cut it out in the edit later and none of us will tell anybody. In terms of that script that you have or that roadmap, those bullet point questions, while that is great to have as a security blanket, it's really important not to get wedded to it. And part of this is about being present in the moment with your guest. If your guest says something and it's amazing and you never thought that they would say it and you didn't plan for it, you want to go down that rabbit hole with them. You want to be the sort of proxy for your listener. You are asking the questions that they would ask if they were sitting here. And if you are stuck to your roadmap so solidly that when they say something really amazing, you think, oh, well, I've just got to move on to the next question and you gloss over it. Your audience will be screaming at their earbuds thinking, why didn't you ask about that thing? And when you actually go back and edit the interview, you'll be screaming at yourself too, thinking, why, how could I miss that? You have to be in the moment and be able to listen to your guests so that you can go where they want to go if there's something really interesting. And you can always come back to that roadmap later. So don't get too wedded to the plan that you have If you just stick to the plan and that's all that happens and that's fantastic, but if there are little moments of magic that you can follow for a bit, then just follow those and see where they go and then come back to your plan. Don't be worried if things change in the moment because sometimes that's where the best stuff comes. And the only way to really be able to follow down those rabbit holes is if you do what my next tip is, which is listen, just turn that hearing aid up get the ear horn out, whatever you need, but just make sure that when you are in the chat, you are not thinking about your next question. You're not looking down at your little questions. You are looking at your guest and you are listening to what they say, and you are really scanning your brain as they are talking for things that are coming up in the moment. Sometimes the best questions will come from answers. They will come from something that your guest says that you think, my goodness, we need to go and explore this for a bit because, wow, where did that come from? And the only way you'll ever be across that is if you are listening to them as they are giving their answers. So make sure that you have the batteries in the hearing aid. Very important. Another tip. This is easier said than done, I know, because sometimes you might be sitting across from somebody that you really admire, that you never thought you'd get on your show, and you're just thinking the whole time, oh my God, I'm crapping myself. This is somebody I have wanted to speak to for so many years and now all of a sudden they're looking me in the eyeballs. This is understandable, but you need to do whatever is necessary to not feel that way. You can feel it underneath, but just not make it visual to your guest. Sometimes the best way to do this is to over-prepare. If you feel really prepared and confident, then you will be much less nervous in the moment. You can still have all of those jitters and all of the starry eyes, but it's really important that your guest feels like they're sitting across from somebody who has got this shit down, who is in control, and who is going to lead them along the path and be super confident and super on point, and that they don't have to worry about anything. If you are like a nervous schoolgirl who is sitting across from their crush, that is the most awkward, weird, awful energy to be on the other side of. And it will make your guest feel icky and they will not give you their best. If they feel uncomfortable or like you are going to have a heart attack because you are so excited to be around them that you can barely speak, they're never going to feel like, oh, here's an equal I'm sitting across from and we can have a really open discussion about things. That's how you need them to feel. And sometimes You making sure that you, even if it means faking it till you make it, are really strong in that moment so that you put your guest as at ease as possible. It's also really awkward for your listener to hear the sound of somebody kind of almost awkwardly flirting with someone they're really attracted to. You know, nobody wants to hear that. They want to hear you for your audience. You're the star. You know, you are the person that is there. And for the guest, they have thought that your show was worthy enough to give you their time and their content so they can see the value in you. Your audience can see the value in you. And it's really important that you see the value in you too and make sure that you sit there as an equal with with your guest and are in control of that situation. The other thing I'd suggest is to do a pre-interview. I have a full episode about this, which you can find at podschoolpodcast.com. Just type pre-interview into the search bar. This is basically a chat before the interview. Essentially, it's just so that you can try and find the gems or the little nuggets that you want to focus on in the interview so that you're not meandering around for 20 minutes trying to find the goal. This will only, of course, be possible with certain guests because if you get somebody really big and really busy, they might not have time to sit for 15 minutes on the phone with you to do a pre-interview. But if it is possible, it can be really helpful, not only to hone your questions and to hone your content, but to also make sure that the first time that you talk to them isn't in the actual interview. Any moments you can steal with them before the interview can just help you build a rapport so that when you sit down with them for the interview, you will actually play on your podcast. There's already a relationship there. There's already a bit of warmth there. That can really help help get a little bit more out of your interview subject. So the pre-interview can be really, really helpful. My final piece of advice is to wear headphones. This is so important for both you and your guest or your three guests or whoever is sitting with you. It's important for you because you need to be across everything that's being recorded. You need to be able to hear whether there's an air conditioner that's just buzzing like crazy in the background that's going to be really distracting the whole way through the interview. Or if you're sitting outside interviewing somebody, if the wind noise is just too much and you have to go into a quieter place, it is much better for you to make those decisions in the moment than for you to listen in the edit for the first time and think, oh my goodness, this audio is unusable. You then would have to ring up somebody and say, oh gosh, you know that time that you gave me? Could you give it to me again? Because I kind of stuffed up. More often than not, you're not going to be able to do that because you're probably not going to be able to get time again with somebody. And also it looks so unprofessional to say, "Mm, wasn't really listening to the audio. So could you just come back again and do it again? This is never going to be a desirable outcome and having headphones on will help you with that. With your guest, if they are wearing headphones, they are much more likely to be on microphone. If a guest is not wearing headphones, they have no clue where their mouth needs to be when it comes to the microphone. If they have headphones on, you can say to them, just make sure that you can hear yourself really clearly in the microphone. That means that will prevent them from talking and just heading over here and having a conversation out over there and then waving back in front of the microphone and going all over the shop. If they can hear themselves, They can self-regulate so that they can have better mic technique. And when you are editing, this will be so much better. Your audience doesn't want to hear your guest meandering all over the room with their face. They want to hear them talking into the microphone and into their ears. So if the guest is wearing headphones and you are wearing headphones, you can make sure that the end product is as professional as it possibly can be. That's it. There are my tips for getting the best out of your interview subject. If you are going to sit down with somebody in your show, hopefully this will help you to get a better result at the end so that each of your interviews not only sounds great for your audience, but is a great experience for your guest. If your guest loves the interview, they are going to be much more likely to share it and to extend it to their network. So that's really important when it comes to growing your audience and getting in front of new ears and new eyes. You want your guests to want to be shouting from the rooftops about your show. So you want to make it as professional as possible. A big shout out if you have left a review in iTunes for the show. If you haven't already, but you are finding these tips useful, then please head to iTunes or wherever you listen to the podcast and pop a little rating and say hi and tell me your thoughts on the show. It'd be wonderful to hear from you. If you have a question you would like answered, please head to podschoolpodcast.com. You can send me an email there. You can also get a link to my online Podcasting course that takes you step by step through everything you need to actually be sitting across from somebody and doing an interview with them. Thanks so much for joining me. I will see you next week. And until then, happy podcasting. That's all for today.